Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. People notice a healthy smile, but maybe you have tooth sensitivity, bleeding gums, or acid-weakened enamel. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel are trusted specialty toothpastes created to help improve your oral health. For tooth sensitivity, choose Sensodyne. Bleeding gums, get Paradontax. For acid-weakened enamel, Pronamel is the toothpaste for you. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel. Trusted specialty toothpaste to help bring home your healthy smile. Visit Ibotta to earn cash back. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spider-Man may be far from home, but he's very close to our hearts. That trailer was amazing. And we are going to talk all about what's coming over at DC with Leviathan, because we got to go to a roundtable with Brian Michael Bendis. And it was just as exciting as you can possibly imagine. Our brains have melted permanently. It's fine. Uh, and that will make it smooth today on Collider Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Episode <What a> transition. <laughs> 304. And welcome, finally, at long last. Hi. Hello. Hey, that's right. It's not Hector Navarro for the third time. All right. <laughs> we read your mail. <laughs> we got the memos. 
Welcome, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here in a 20-minute version. God help me. Yes, welcome to the very first episode of 20-Minute Collider Heroes because we are going to be bringing you a very special hour-long podcast coming at you Thursdays. So you get much more heroes now because you get both this and the long, deep, sweaty conversations. We can dive into stuff. <laughs> Plus, the interviews are going to be breakout. So, whole new format. Lots of heroes coming at you guys every single week. But first of all, we're going to try to talk for only twenty minutes. I mean, I told these guys, I'm like, I do an eighty minute show every single week because Hector <laughs> Navarro is on it. So, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so let's begin. Yeah, man, this go. week, we got ourselves a new trailer for Spider-Man: Far From mm-hmm. Home, and the first time in my life that I can remember. A trailer with its own spoiler warning for an unrelated movie. Yeah, I thought, look, here's the thing. Avengers Infinity War has been out for like over two weeks now. Did we really need it? I don't really know if we did, but it's cool. Come on, people. (laughs) It's made almost $2 billion. Who hasn't seen it? It it cleared $2 billion, and then there was a spoiler. But I like that it was Tom Holland. For sure. Because, like, Tom Holland being the guy to be like, hey, don't spoil this. I know this is a joke. Like, the (laughs) wink at camera to open the trailer was so perfect. Of all people, him. Yeah, like, it'd be like Mark Ruffalo walking by in the background. Like, it was a very (laughs) on-brand wink. Uh, So I really really dug that. And then the trailer itself was spoilers. Like, it was a very dense plot trailer. This gave away a lot. But I think they were all misleads. People getting upset about, like, I don't think the multiverse isn't as defined as people want it to be. Every article, all these CNN things running, like, the multiverse confirmed, like, Mysterio said it. They have to address the, like, okay, if it's real, here's what the audience might want to know about it. Sure. Uh, but, of course, the other thing, as you're pointing out, that the audience knows is that Mysterio is a bad guy who deals primarily in illusions and tricks. Noted so, con man says. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, I'm from another universe, another Earth, from a multiverse. Oh, really? I also do magic. You're a liar. <laughs> I've got Thor and Doctor Strange insignia on yeah. my suit because they're off planet. But and by leading with this, are they really pulling, like, are they pulling a joke on all of us? Because we'll be like, we know the deal. And they're going to be like, psych, uh, we got all of the comic book fans. I think it's a double blind. I think so. And, like, look, the first trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home was so misleading because everybody thought that Nick Fury and Spidey were going to first meet in that movie. Now we know, spoilers, (laughs) they meet in Avengers Endgame. Even though we don't see them interacting, like, they're at the same place at the same time. So it's all, like, and the Russo brothers have talked about how they've fabricated so many things for marketing. So, like, do I think that this character could end up being from from another Earth? Of course it very well could be a possibility. But, like... They tease at the multiverse in Doctor Strange, but at the same time, like, it doesn't mean that that necessarily is going to end up, that that will be the factual case. And, like, look, Miles Morales was trending yesterday. <laughs> They're riding on the, on the hype of all these Spider-Man things, and they want people to be excited about the possibility. It, it could all end up being a ruse. Who knows? Yeah, I, five-year-olds got the multiverse explained to them in a kids' animated movie last December, and I love that we live in this world where it's like, huh, they know, they know. They yeah. casually threw out the word multiverse in a trailer, in a two-and-a-half-minute trailer, and we're like, grit. Like, it was I mean, fine. Like, we were like, cool. Yeah. I also like that the, the costume setup seems more organic. I think it's going to go from he's dressed in the Iron Spider mm-hmm. suit. He has some PTSD about losing Tony. He has some, some like, strong emotional attachments to it. He puts on his old suit. He brings his old suit to Europe. They confiscate it at the mm-hmm. airport. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. suit comes in. Still he has suit. to, like, basically yeah. Nick Fury comes, gives him a suit, and then he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. And I think that the Nick Fury tying the Mysterio element is going to be another intentional mislead. Totally. I have a question yeah. uh, for y'all about what you think about this trailer uh, showing, as 
as a marketing decision and mm-hmm. uh, the guesses we're making about what this movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. So we know that, uh, you know, if Kevin Feige could have had his way, there'd be basically no Spider-Man marketing until after Endgame happened for obvious reasons. And we also know that that was probably not super realistic because you need to build awareness for your upcoming movie. And they found a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, they found a balance with, like, a pre-Avengers trailer that's just sort of like, look, some more Spider-Man for the folks coming back for the sequel. And then this trailer, which very, very heavily leans on the serialized storytelling elements of the Marvel Universe or mm-hmm. the connected Marvel Sony Universe of Marvel Characters <laughs> Universe, whatever calling that the whole confusing thing <laughs> what's the acronym on that yeah uh, MCUS something with that uh, so with this trailer very specifically and I thought very successfully plays on the like continuing story elements mm-hmm. they, it, it sounds weird as a longtime Marvel fan to have Spider-Man ask who's going to be the next Iron Man but in yeah. the world of the movies it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. uh, and so how much of the movie is really about that stuff and how much is just sort of being leaned on and put at the forefront of this trailer for the purposes of that being the appropriate story move at this time sure. to get us all funneled that way? As someone that isn't in love with international billionaire man of mystery Spider-Man, the Dan Slot stuff, I'm going to say I hope it's not a lot. I think it's smart to do as a marketing standpoint, hey, this is a sequel to Endgame. It just made $2 billion. Hey, this is a continuation of the MCU. It is this thing. Hey, this is our maybe second to last Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Let's lean hard into it. I think that way it makes sense. But I think Spider-Man is a friendly neighborhood character. I get they make a joke like, you've been to space. Coin, please. He's been to space. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's the character. Like... If they make him the next Iron Man, it is it is sacrificing their Spider-Man. So I don't mean literally is he going to become the next Iron no, Man. No, I mean I, how much of this movie is about the connective Marvel. I hope it's just those scenes. Okay. Personally, I hope it's like a five-minute like nod. I hope it's like paying respect to Iron Man, but I really hope they don't lean into the parallels between the two of them because they're very different except for in one Also, run. the more you lean on that, the more Tony becomes his Uncle Ben, and I feel weird. Yeah, there's <laughs> things like that. What do you think? 100%. Yeah, and I think and I think it's, a, it's again, it's a marketing tactic, right? It's like, how do we get people to go watch the Spider-Man movie? Oh, you know that movie that you saw a couple months ago where, where we killed some important characters this is a continuation of that story but i don't i think it would be a huge disservice to spider-man the character of that universe if the movie is just about being a sequel to endgame it's like no you got to be a sequel to spider-man homecoming what is next for peter parker what is next for that character what's his what's the arc that we're setting up for him going into phase four or whatever the next phase ends up being what his what is his role in this universe and i think at the end of the day he has to be the friendly neighborhood Mm spider-man i don't want international like that's not that's not how why why people connect to this character it's because he is that friendly neighborhood spider-man that people love him and because he gets to be who he is he's not trying to be tony stark he's not trying to be iron man he is spider-man so that's what i want from this character i don't want him to be the next iron man i want him to be the first spider-man and how does that influence potentially Miles Morales in the future or other Spider-Men who come who come after him. So that's kind of my stance on the whole thing. I think it's it's just purely for marketing. We all hope we're being gently lied to. Exactly. It sounds like we're all on the same page. And I also like truthfully, I'm not necessarily and this is this might be controversial, but I'm not crazy about the end of phase 3 being a Spider-Man movie. I like it ending off on an Avengers movie. I would have been fine with not having anything else for a year and just having Spider-Man Far From Home be the start of phase four and like cool let's now move forward from iron man and captain america storylines and let's let spider-man be his own his own man but i think addressing the five-year thing is going to have to happen well, so for i think, sure. I think that's going to be part of the conversation yeah, 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 but yeah. I, i'm also curious if this is a movie that teaches us that he is better as friendly neighborhood what if it's an intentional mislead that for he sure. doesn't do as well in europe like he is local he is a guy yeah. that suits new york because new york is as much of a character element as spider-man as his uncle ben new york is spider-man so i think that maybe him being doing the international stuff realizing it's not for him and then not being an avenger i'd Mm -hmm. love i'd love personally if this is a movie that is 
them separating the Sony and Marvel thing and having Spider-Man be his own element and not tie into the Marvel Universe as strongly because I think Spider-Man is strong enough without Marvel see you to sure. be his own guy so I'd love if he's like wait I'm not an Avenger I'm gonna go do my own thing he turned down the suit already yeah, yeah. I would love if he kind of like takes the knighthood away and goes and be Spider-Man because I like Spider-Man stories in the Avengers but I also like Spider-Man I want Spider-Man tales so, so I'm kind of agreeing with you yeah. quick question I uh, I liked this trailer very much I'm yeah, really yeah. excited for this movie I love this whole cast I will watch Tom Holland play Spider-Man in any venue at any time in any place <laughs> I don't love seeing the big MJ talk in a trailer I think it's Mysterio Ooh. I think that Mysterio knows he's Spider-Man. Mary Jane doesn't. I think it's an illusion. Interesting. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. During that whole part of the trail, I was like, oh, they're in Prague. This is my hometown. I love it. I love it. Oh, they're talking about Spider-Man. Eh, I don't care about that. I want to care about the background. That's beautiful. But yeah, but I mean. It, ah, I love the full two oh. seconds of silence that you got out of you. I think that's an illusion. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think a lot of this stuff is like there was. We were even talking about at one point with Hector and, and we were like, what if Nick Fury isn't even really Nick yeah. Fury? Like, what if it's all fake it's all created by mysterio that would be insane i think that would be like spider-man homecoming pulls a lot of things from underneath you you know it's like who mj is adrian toons being liz's dad like there's they they like to mess and play with you and make you think you're going this way and all of a sudden you're going this way. I love that. So I hope they continue that in this movie. And Mysterio's the most cinematic choice right now. Like, I love the visuals you can do. And I love the yeah. misleads you can do. So I think that if they, like, pull the rug out from under us, do it with Mysterio post-endgame. And, like, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Come on. I mean, come on. Jake Gyllenhaal can do He's great. He can read the dictionary and be like, this is the best yep. film of the year. What a cast they've got. So we're all very excited for that. Yes. Uh, but we, speaking of the old multiverse and Miles Morales... We got to have a very interesting conversation recently that some of y'all may have not have seen yet. Uh, we have a clip of talking to Brian Michael Bendis. No big deal. As do. I, I want to get into all of it, but uh, first of all, we want to tell us a little bit about Leviathan. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that because it is really it touches on everything you just discussed for Jim's World the first. But um, so when I first sat down with Dan DiDio and we had that, hey, are, are we going to make comics together? Do we like each other? But we were start talking about like things we could do and stories that could be told. And and one thing that he said to me, he goes, you know, there's one thing about DC, the shape of DC that's always been a struggle for me is we have like. 40 fictional organizations that basically do the same thing mm. and it actually is very messy as a literary device it actually is difficult for some of the other writers now they were all created out of a good place it was all creator going I'm going to make a thing so I don't bother the other thing but now there's <laughs> five six things so so uh, he said there was like a story like a like a like a like a spy thriller where all these things I'm like oh I don't really care. <laughs> you're like hello I've been summoned you're, you know but you're and, and, and I said but no what you don't want to just like knock down a bunch of stuff but something rises out of it that that was kind of the the purpose of all of this that could be pretty cool and what has to push back against it could be something unique but what we have to make sure it's something that we don't see already at Marvel or DC what I'm more interested in let's take some chances let's let's try so there's there's like heroes and villains and then there's this other thing and he's not playing by any of the rules he or she is not playing by any of the Damn rules Damn I was going to say we got a gender <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, I, I get in pronoun trouble all the time and I'm wrong half the time but but uh, um, but whoever is behind that mask has an agenda that is that is that is not in conflict with the heroes and villains it is a different thing mm. and that different thing could be that that's where it gets fascinating so that was an amazing conversation we could have gone so much longer and in fact we did get to follow it up a little bit which we will get to in just a sec but first
This is still Collider Heroes, and I believe we have ourselves a pull list. We got ourselves a pull list. Let's talk the comics that are on shelves right now. Uh, so this Wednesday's new releases, top of my list is War of the Realms, New Agents of Atlas, number one. And then we've got Flash coming at you. I do not have it. What number that is in front of me? Oh, no, my computer's waking up. Number 70, I thought it was. That is Flash number 70. The beginning. going to tell you why she's very excited Of about year it. one. We've got Marvel's Annotated, number three, coming out this week. And a very important book to me, Spider-Man Deadpool number 50, <laughs> the end of an era. There's a real thing that happened. Spider-Man Deadpool 50. We've also got Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number six. All of these are dropping this Wednesday at your local comic book store. Adam, did any of these jump out at you? Uh, so it was funny. I was, reading, I was reading the list. This description got me. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just this one little part. As Cinder, immortal queen of Muspelheim, and her legion of fire demons march on Asia, it's time for a brand new band of heroes to unite to protect the Pacific Rim. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Sign me up. That sounds amazing. Are you kidding me? So, like, yeah. I'm in. War of the Rolls New Agents of Atlas is, uh, I'm very excited for, because, it, yes, it's a random miniseries tie-in to a giant crossover mm. event, and that sometimes spells, you don't need to read this, but sometimes it spells super <laughs> amazing buried treasure, and yeah. in this case, Greg Pak is following up on some work he did in Totally Awesome Hulk, uh, one of my very favorite issues, mm. where he kind of started to create his own little team of, like, They're so cool. of, of, of Asian superstars of the Marvel Universe. And he's following up on that and expanding it and using one of my favorite deep cut titles. I love the Agents of Atlas. Me and three people. <laughs> Soon to be four. We yeah. need more people like you. <laughs> but I think it's exciting. Like, look, that's the whole point, right? And you would hope that because of the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all the movies basically, that it will then inspire people to be like, I want to learn a little bit more about these characters. And the writers go, let's create something really unique and different. It makes space then, for fun ideas. Exactly. Like, Here's then, what I really want. Yeah. Because then, then dummies like me who like don't keep up enough with comics are like, I like the description. Give me this, please, and thank you. And then I read it, and I'm like, I want to know more about Shang-Chi, Amadeus Cho, yeah. all these amazing characters, Silk. Like, give it to me, please. Like, I think that's incredible. That's, that's what I love about us having both incredible cinematic universes and how, what they can do for the comics. So during our podcast, we'll be able to dive deeper into the comic pull list, which is actually one of the benefits is we'll have a longer time, but we want to make sure you guys saw what the covers are. But I got to talk about my guys, Spider-Man and Deadpool. <laughs> 50 issues? It has gone 50 issues. That's it is crazy. a full-length run. It's ending here. It has had very high highs and some lows. Not all 50 are amazing, but as an average, it is an incredible run. And the first few arcs of this are some of the best Spider-Man or Deadpool have been. Joe Kelly knows his Deadpool, obviously, and the way he writes Spider-Man is such a different voice that mm -hmm. I, I was so impressed that Deadpool and Spider-Man can sound the same so easily, and they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. This book is so consistent, so strong. It's ending at 50, which is a great place before it wears out its welcome. <laughs> so pick up issue 50, pick up any of the run. Spider-Man Deadpool has been a fantastic ride for people like me. Uh, and yeah, we will dive more deeply into all of those, but uh, tweet us which one was your fave from that list. And I think it's time to get into a little more. Boy and Michael Bendis, <laughs> we're not done being excited about this. <laughs> Coy and I got to attend a press roundtable for the upcoming DC event, Leviathan. Uh, it was teased in last week's Year of the Villain uh, special, which was a whopping quarter at your friendly local comic book store, or I think you can get the whole thing free online. Yeah. Do both. They're, it's what? <laughs> it was 1976 again. Comics were a quarter wow. for a day. It was so good. 
So the issue contained a teaser of the upcoming special event Leviathan, which is Brian Michael Bendis repartnering with Alex Maleev, uh, one of his legendary collaborators, working in a whole new mode, but bringing that same Maleev style. Uh, you can see some of the beautiful, beautiful pages right there from that preview. And Leviathan is both a giant DC event and also, because it's Bendis, like a really highly focused detective story. I was so impressed at hearing that it sounded like both this and this simultaneously, <laughs> like the scope of it, but the groundedness of it, and the way he was describing that it's this long unfurling of mystery. And I really am excited about the way, uh, if you're not reading Naomi, you should. But the way each issue of Naomi lands is it deepens the mystery and it plants you further in the universe without any characters you know. It's so impressive that it's like Superman shows up for 30 seconds and you're more invested in this little grounded version of the character <laughs> over here. And then you're like, what's your mystery? What's your mystery? So if he's doing that with the character I just met, I can't wait to see him do that with the world's greatest detective. <laughs> An actual detective book with Batman drawn by Malave. I And I, then of course I, he, I, he's... He is, uh, when I loved this moment in the round table where uh, he sort of said, I think he may have also told us in the interview, but he was sort of like, when he got access to the DC Universe, he was just like, ha 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 ha, Lois. <laughs> uh, because that's like the things yeah. that is, the strengths Brendan brings to bear really shine. Like, you know, he co created Jessica Jones. He knows yeah. from a, like, ladies who figure things out. Mm -hmm. um, interesting, strong female leads. Uh, he loves detective stories very much, and investigative journalists are half detectives. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's put her in the center of this everyone is a suspect drawing room mystery book and he's throwing all the other detectives in it with her so lois and batman and the question and all yes. of these people are going to be gathering uh some some forgotten faces yeah. uh to to do this story together and i'm very excited uh, what what else like what else jumped out if you got a chance to look into it? Uh, well, I mean, I think just from Bendis himself, everything that he did, he's done for Marvel. All the things that he sprinkled in throughout so many various comic books. Obviously, Miles Morales. Hearing the announcement of like Bendis is coming over to DC, I was like, oh, re really? <laughs> that was a seismic shift. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm very interested to see like what this could lead to. And I've I've got to dabble a little bit in some of his Superman run, and it's. The things that I love about Superman and the hope and the virtue and the optimism and all those things, they are now being brought back in. And obviously you have a guy like Bendis, you're going to give him some liberties with some of the things that he can do. But the thing that's like intriguing about this is exactly he's taking characters like Lois Lane, who is so pivotal to Superman in his story, but also is such a good character on her own. And being able to see her really be an investigator, to really be like a full-blown reporter, working along so, alongside somebody like Batman, taking those two skill sets and merging them into a book. I'm like, where, how, like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> what? And we got to hear about Bendis doing uh, story conferences essentially in his living room mm -hmm. as they plan, because he's, oh in the Portland community of comic creators is so strong that some of this stuff sort of comes up in conversations uh, as he's talking to Greg Rucka and Matt Fraction, who are starting the Lois and Jimmy books, and which is not so something crazy. he made up, is really happening. He's yeah. Matt Fraction doing a Jimmy Olsen book that Bendis says is as good or better than his Hawkeye run, is, is his bar he set it at. Bold and, words. And then the, the idea but of like... It's literally the same author, so in that sense, not that bold. All in. And the fact that all of them sit around on like Friday nights in Bendis' living room talking about comics is literally a dream we've all had. <laughs> like the visual of that is like, oh, what are you writing? Man, this Lois Lane book and Batman teaming up. Oh, it's that conversation like oh well Lois this the Batman like Kelly Sue what? how's Aquaman coming along like it's it's the best of I I've never been more excited for an upcoming event book since probably Ultimatum 
which I mean, Bendis writes great events. He writes the, the the world actually shifts after. It's not an event book where it all happens and then the summer's over and it goes away. And he did it say changes some, things. There are some notable not in his living room folks who are going to do interesting things with. Uh, yeah. He said Steve Orlando has some very interesting plans coming out of Leviathan, which I think that's something to stay tuned for. We also got to talk about Alex Malave. Uh, that man paints with a pencil. That man shapes the world so beautifully, and him doing Batman. Apparently, Bendis wanted to make a Batman book specifically for Malev, and I love the idea that we're shaping this universe around someone's skills and talents specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, he draws everything well. If you haven't read Scarlet, it, I just read it, and it changed me. <laughs> that book is whoa. But the idea of that kind of line work going to Batman, a book that is so in line with his dark, gothic, but beautiful portraiture, mm-hmm. meets darkness and detective work, like, it's the best of... I couldn't be more excited. So he he revealed in this interview also that, like, uh, essentially, Alex Belief has, has always wanted to draw Batman and, and, in Bendis's opinion, is destined to be one of the great Batman artists. And I would say that's not <laughs> that makes total sense to me. Uh, but he also talked about just his DC journey in general and realizing uh, that he was scared to write Batman. Wow. I asked him about his sense of humor because I, I think that Snyder and King both mm-hmm. found a very specific sense of humor for Batman. Yeah. And I was like, Batman isn't funny, but he is really funny. Yes. And I asked him about that. He's like, well, I can't tell you <laughs> what my Batman's humor is, but I can tell you that he has one. And he wouldn't reveal like his take, but he said that it's it's consistent throughout. And as soon as you read it, it's exactly that. So I'm fascinated by the mystery of like the moment he found the chuckle in Batman and yeah. what that's going to look we like. We all got to do the guessing game. I'm like, is it is it Columbo? What is your Batman? Like, <laughs> that would be incredible. I didn't I'd be ask like, oh, him that, but I was like, I don't even want to guess it. But yeah. like, we can do that here. And Leviathan, we don't know male or female. We know it's someone in the DC universe already. Mm. We know it's someone that's going to surprise us. The, the character itself was established over a long period of time. The actual design work of the character was a slow build. The entire team is behind it. He says every part of it has meaning, and so <laughs> we'll we'll see how it all rolls out. Yeah, I think it's super exciting right now. If you if you have like started dabbling in comics and now you're really starting to get into, it, I feel like we're we're so privileged right now that we're at a time where these properties, these characters from both sides, from like literally every single co- company are on an uprise right now and they're they're getting such incredible creators writers artists to produce some incredible stories it's like now is the time to really just like go all in and this is a quarter so this yeah. is literally the time a book that's Hello. out for a quarter kicks off a giant summer event it is a very attainable goal well, we yeah. will get into the fact that comics uh just had their best year in uh the, since people have been paying attention to modern right. sales figures a <laughs> yeah. uh, bunch of great news for the comic book industry broke this week when they crunch those numbers. We'll get into that. We'll get into Ghost Rider and Hellstrom and the rumors about Ooh. Batman, the Endgame box office, the new Marvel release slate. Is Richard Madden an Eternal? We'll talk about that too. <laughs> A lot of stuff. Some Twitter questions as well on the podcast version of Quality Heroes dropping on Thursday where we will have tons of time. But for now, thank you so much, Adam, for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was, it was fun. Thank you. We thank did you. this one in a minute. We did it. Where, yeah. uh, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you just find me all over the internet just at my name, at Adam Havik. I'm doing Hyper Heroes every single week with Hector and Augustine. Uh, you should check it out. It's a whole lot of fun. So tune into Giant Size Collider Heroes number Woo! one. That's right, Giant Size number one coming at you we're Thursday. We're bringing Wolverine. We a can't confirm that, but we're doing it. Whole, so much sweaty coming at you this week. Thank you guys so much, and until next week, stay, stay sweaty. sweaty. Hello, chico, pit bull, Mr. Three Hundred Five, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast. From negative to positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. 
It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba.